0: when we are in that zone of genius, which is this really expansive place where we're not checking ourselves, we have then all of this creative energy that we're not just draining into unnecessary doubt and worry and trying to solve problems that haven't even arisen yet.
1: Hello and welcome back to another week of the Tea Please podcast where we spill the tea on important conversations, life, anything that can help us be a little bit better, know ourselves a little bit better, a lot of good stuff. And this week we have a guest in the business development world, Brooke Monahan. She is a coach, mentor, writer, entrepreneur and she is awesome. I feel like she really speaks to a different perspective in the business development world that I really haven't seen a lot of and that I wish I would have seen earlier because I really consumed a lot of this content in the business development world. You know, people who are in the digital space or or a lot of times on social media who basically teach people how to do it themselves and they have business advice and all this stuff. So I spent a lot of time consuming this content and I just really resonate with her perspective. And I think it's really, really, really spot on and helpful and in the right direction. If you are someone who is starting a business or wants to and is getting frustrated with all the information out there and all the things you have to do, it's so easy to get overwhelmed. But Brooke really frames it so well and makes you think about you and what is aligned with your values and the type of business that you actually want. And some of the things that we hear in the business development space that are just not necessary and not true. So this episode is really great for anyone in the entrepreneurial mindset or wants to be. This is a really good one to listen to. This episode also made me really think about how I approach Instagram and the podcast and just I get so wound up sometimes about the stuff I feel like I have to do online to grow in the way that I want to grow. And Brooke just really points out how like that's not really sustainable and it's not helping me build the business that I ultimately want to have like for my future life that I see for myself. So this episode really makes you think about the right stuff. Before we get into it, please subscribe if you're not already so you never miss an episode. They come out every single Monday. And go ahead and write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That would really help me out a lot. It helps the podcast get discovered and lets people know that it is something worth their time. So that would mean so much to me. And that's it. Let's get into it with Brooke. I was watching a bunch of your highlights on Instagram and how you talk about your services and just your perspective on this business development world. So let's Mm -hmm. start there. Let's like redefine business development because we were just chatting about it before I clicked record. So what is business development in general?
0: Yeah, I so I think of the business development industry or the business development space or world as anyone who's in the, the business of helping you build or improve your business. So it happens it tends to be a lot of coaches. A lot of um, marketing professionals and that sort of thing. And they are all there to, their whole business is about telling you how to do your business better. Yeah. So I immediately
1: think of like all the Instagram businesses that I see. I went down a huge rabbit hole with this type of service and industry a few years ago. I still, I still consume a lot of the content, but I, I have a different perspective on how I view it. I'm a little more sure of myself now than I was when I was first like, oh, wow, maybe I do want to start my own business because that was a new thought to me at the time. Or I want to start even my own podcast or just anything on the side like that. So I was consuming a lot of that type of content. So in one of the highlights that I was watching, you talk a lot about that dichotomy that happened. So can you just, I could try to explain it, but I know that you could say it a lot more eloquently than I could. (laughs)
0: Yeah, of course. So I think that what happens when we go into that space, which I think that there's a lot of value to be had there. I just, so I wanna say that first. I just think we need to go into it with a certain mindset, but what ends up happening is we go into it thinking, these people are going to tell me what I need to do. I'm gonna get all of the information that I need, and then I'm gonna figure out how to do it. And what ends up happening is you start to not trust yourself anymore. And you think that you need to shove yourself into the box that you're being told you need to fit into in order to be successful. And you can very quickly find yourself in this place where you feel like there's you and what your instincts would say and your own, um, you know, your truest self and your own instincts and your intuition. And then there's the successful version of you. Then there's successful entrepreneur version of you. Then there's what you're supposed to do or what you should do. And you're constantly trying to fit yourself in on that side of the the dichotomy. And I actually think that it's not really a dichotomy. I think it's an illusion that is set up and it's a trap. And it will keep us constantly trying to look outside of ourselves for the answers and buying formulas and looking for more people to tell us what to do because we think that we couldn't possibly know what to do next. And you're right. Like, there's so much value in that type of
1: content. And I think that if you have like one or two people that you like to go to for that type of thing, like social media advice or just like the tangible pre- tips to know the algorithms and how to get your ideal client and that type of thing. But there's just so much of it. And then it, like I definitely felt that at some point where I was thinking like, well, there's so many things, right? There's so many steps you have to do it exactly the way because that's how it's presented to their audience because that's what people want. Like I'm not blaming anyone. It's like good marketing because people want those, They want to be told exactly what to do. So here's people that will tell you exactly what to do. But there's mm-hmm. kind of more to it is what you're saying.
0: There's so much more to it. And really what ends up happening when you go into it with that, um, it's almost like, it's like, I love to cook, right? And when I look up a recipe, I don't throw all of my cooking experience that I had up to that point out the window. Like I look at the ingredients list, I look at generally what I'm supposed to do, but I'm relying on myself and I'm dancing to the music and I'm having a good time while I'm doing it, right? I don't like shut off everything that I knew before that and go turn into a robot and just follow the steps. And I think that what can start to happen when we are surround ourselves with so much of this information and also with certain types of people who are very, here are the five easy steps to make six figures and then you're gonna be a happy human being. If you just do these, these things, you're gonna hit success and when you hit success, all of your problems will be solved, which is just a, an enormous bullshit setup. It's not the way that it works. And so when we buy into that, it's like we're shutting yeah. down everything that our mind body and soul has developed up until this point walking in like you have so much individual experience and so much to offer for just as who you are when you shut that down it's like you're actually um closing the door on so much possibility yeah absolutely and I love the analogy of
1: of cooking that you just did because i'm gonna like play the other side a little bit because my fiance is not a baker like he cooks but he's not a baker and i am so i can do that and he's like oh my gosh like where's the one fourth teaspoon for this vanilla and i'm like just splash it it's fine so he's very by the book when it comes to baking but he's not that way with cooking and now he's getting a little more familiar like knowing the measurements of what's included in like a typical recipe or how much vanilla is normal and It's kind of the same. So after seeing that content, like maybe there's a check to see like, okay, like how would I approach this then in my own way? And that it just could mean so many different things. So I'm glad that you're here to help reel in these thoughts that I have because I'm already going in a million different Mm -hmm. directions with them. But I'm trying to say that unique experience that you're talking about, like might come out in the content that you create if it is content creation or the services that you provide or whatever it is that you're making It could be the expression of that, or it could be the delivery of that, or it could be like how you are getting that out into the world. Mm -hmm. I think about reels, which I know like we'll get to this piece of integrity. That's the most top of mind example that I can think of right now that people might be wrestling with that. I'm kind of wrestling with that because everyone is saying, you need to do reels on Instagram to grow. You need to do reels, you have to do them. And it's like, I don't know, maybe that type of content is not meant for you Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean that you're not gonna be
0: successful. I love that you bring up this example because I actually am currently in a, a long phase. I've been in this phase for a while, but I, I think I'm getting a little bit more serious about it now of like really shifting off of Instagram um, heavily. Like it's not even for me, for me it's not even about like, what do I have to do on Instagram? For me right now, I'm like, how do I set my business up in a way that like, I cannot have Instagram on my phone and, and be it's yours. fine. Yeah, like I don't want to have to be on here and it's so interesting to me because see this is what happens, right? We we get sucked into a certain circle and we start listening to people in that circle and before we know it we've created this new reality where like the only way to success is their way and we forget how many people are running businesses, not even on Instagram. And of course we're not seeing them because we're only on Instagram. So like if you're hanging out on Instagram, you're right. only seeing people who built their business that way. And they're all going to tell you, and don't even get me started on what they actually did. Cause that's a whole other thing. Like people who are on Instagram, who are like, this is what you have to do. This is how I built my audience. And it's like, but you're talking about reels, which just came out how long ago? And you had 100,000 followers before they even came out. So don't even tell me. You know what I mean? Like I just you don't even get me started on that. Yeah,
1: it's not the same.
0: People are doing all kinds of things behind the scenes. They're paying a lot of money to get into masterminds where they're plugged into really high level networks. They're working with people who are putting on huge events. They're sharing audiences. They're sharing their email lists even though they told you that they weren't going to share your email. They're doing shady things and and some things that aren't shady. But I think that what happens happens is when there's no transparency about what's going on, it creates an illusion that there's something wrong with you because you can't do all of the things. Like if you go on the internet right now and you try to look for all of the things that people tell you you have to do, you could fill a notebook. And then you're going to try to figure out how to expand your capacity as one human being enough to do all of that and then blame yourself when you can't do it. And it's impossible. Mm-hmm. It's impossible, so you blame yourself, so you think that you're the problem, and then you look to more people to tell you what to do because you've decided that you're the problem. And when there's no transparency about what's actually going on in people's businesses, it just perpetuates that. And I think that when people show up and they say, this is what you need to do, you need to follow all of these steps, they know you're not gonna be able to follow them perfectly. And it takes the pressure off of them because they can then just say, well, did you, did you follow the formula perfectly? If you followed it perfectly and it's like nobody's perfect you can't follow formulas perfectly so you have to come in somewhere along the line there has to be space for it
1: yes and that's the part where i love that you come in with a different perspective that actually speaks to that missing piece because there are so many services that are those like one step or like five step whatever like very black and white cut and dry this is what you're supposed to do and then, yeah, it, it does go back and forth because then it's like mm-hmm. they know that they can, that no one can be perfect. So that I hear that caveat like, but, you know, just do what you can with where you're at right now. And it's like, well, what does that mean? How do I do that? And that's where mm-hmm. that piece of like individuality right. and like how I would actually execute whatever it is that I want to execute would come in. So... Yes, talk, talk to us a little bit about that on what's that missing piece and how can we like bring ourselves back into the equation? Because of course, I'm looking for like tangible tips on how to do that, but it's so
0: ambiguous. Yeah, so okay, so a couple of things. I mean, the first thing that I would say, just I'll go with the quick one first because uh, I'll lose it if I start with the, the larger, you know, the bigger picture. But the first thing to remember is that there are a lot of people out there who are doing the same things. Like, a lot of people are out there who are offering the same services as the person next to them. And you might think to yourself, like, oh, well, I can't do that because the way that I approach it is so much different. Like, I will give you an example. So, like, I had a client at one point who was doing tax accounting, and behind the scenes, she was a super successful real estate investor. She was, like, 30 years old, and she had like seven rental properties and was like setting herself up to retire like really early. And we started talking about like, why don't you start talking about real estate investing? And she's like, I can't talk about that because I didn't have all of this money. And if people find out what I did and that I'm not like, I don't have like a ton of money or something like that, they're gonna be like, you're nuts for having put all this money into real estate because, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. This is where we get confused because we think dis—we think that things that are different about us mean that we're disadvantaged. She thought that because she didn't have a ton of money, she couldn't go out there and be like, look at how successful I am with all of my money. And what she didn't realize is how many people are out there who mm-hmm. don't have a ton of money, who have nobody to look to, f- to, how to do- for how to do this because they see these people with these super fancy cars talking about how they're multimillionaires and they're like, you're not for me. Like, I, I cannot relate to you at all. You are not for me. And so, yeah, it might be like the aspiration, but I've totally
1: thought the same thing of like, there is no one at the beginning stages. Everyone talks retroactive and very, it's very distant. Right. You know, if you did make it and you're like good with where you're at and you, you have like 100,000 followers now and that was your goal. It's hard to go back, probably, and remember when you had 100. Right. I mean, if anyone, those are the people that really are, are seeking out that type of content.
0: Right, right. And so I think that the big thing is like we need to, we need to let go of this, this desire to perform to look a certain way. We need to let go of the idea that if we appear a certain way, then people will trust us and realize that people will trust you when you're honest. The problem with that is that it's really vulnerable to actually be seen as who you really are and put out there into the world, what you really want to put out there and be really honest, that is so vulnerable. And so to avoid the vulnerability, we want someone to give us a template because if we can just follow a template, we can sort of offload the decision-making, we can offload the vulnerability. And really the key thing is to get comfortable with the, the vulnerability of showing up as who you really are and just being honest about it and understanding that like, if you do that, people will trust you so much more than if you're hustling to try to look a certain way. So that's one piece of it, and tolerating vulnerability is a huge is a huge piece of the puzzle. To break it down, like into more um, kind of from the beginning of what you can do. I think that it's really important to first of all just level set with yourself and say, like, what do I actually want to do? Like, why am I doing this? What do I want to be known for? What's the bigger difference that I want to make? And to just remind yourself of like what your vision actually is. And also, like, what does success actually look like for you? Because we can get really wrapped up into what success is and get confused. Success is suddenly six figures, success is suddenly 10,000 followers, success is suddenly all of these things that actually, when we started our businesses, we're not why we started our businesses, right? Success when we started was weekends off, and it was being able to stop working at four o'clock, and it was being able to do mm-hmm. something that like lit us up. So we need to to get back to that, and and that's difficult to really take the time and space to do. But I think a practice of that is really important, like regularly getting yourself back to that. The other piece is to then like surround yourself with people who are doing something similar to that, like aggressively unfollow and stop listening to people who are not aligned with your values and your vision of success. They don't matter. Like they're lovely human beings. I'm sure they're great people, but they will get in your head. If you are surrounding your, if if what's reflecting back to you is not aligned with what your vision, it will start to mess you up and you're going to just have to be working against it, like working against that, that pressure. Totally.
1: I think that's like a really great part about this like technology age because... People say that a lot. Like you are who you who you surround yourself with. You are what you listen to and all that stuff. And before it used to be like literally the people you hung out with and saw every day, but now you can like curate your own community online and like choose what you're around, even virtually, and
0: that has the same impact. Yep, exactly. And like I would even say, like I mean, this is something that I've done. Like we were just talking about Instagram over this past year. I've made an effort of getting around people who have no Instagram presence. Because I'm just like, I need to literally be reminded on a daily basis that people are successful and run businesses without Instagram. I will forget that that is true.
1: I'm totally struggling with that, to be honest. I have like really not great boundaries with Instagram. So yeah, that's great. And I I interviewed someone who we talked about like unhustling and she said something Because she's building her program or whatever. And she's like, yeah, like it's not worth my time to be doing all this stuff on Instagram. I could call 10 people and see if they want to join my program. And then that would be it. That would be all my outreach.
0: And I'm like, wow, what a concept. Yeah, the first time that I launched my group program, I think I got nine people in. And five of them came in for me sending them a personal Loom video. And being like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to join? And then the other three... Like the other four yeah. joined from my email list. I think I got maybe one person from Instagram, but like I could have made like full transparency. I could have made $12,000 off of that launch without going on Instagram. Did I do that? No, I wasted a bunch of time on there <laughs> telling myself that was going to be what made me the money. And when I got to the end and I actually looked at the at the numbers, that wasn't true. So this is just to say... um, we, You need to surround yourself with people who are living the vision that you want and not people who are living a vision and telling you what your vision should be um, if it's not aligned with what your vision actually is. So that's the first piece of it. I think that the other thing, too, is that we from there, like you need to sit with yourself. This is the stuff that, that people don't like to build into their programs because it doesn't feel tangible enough, but it's the truth. You got to sit with yourself for a little while and say, why am I not allowing myself to hold that vision? Like, what is it? What beliefs am I telling, am I still holding that are no longer, that are not mine, that are not true, that were put there by somebody else? What am I telling myself is true that that I can challenge here? Like, I mean, I will tell you, like, I deal with, to this day, I deal with tons of shit around, like, I don't understand the way that the world works because I'm a woman. Did I know that that was there before I started my business? No, but I've sat with myself for long enough now that I know that that's gonna keep coming up. And if I'm not aware of the fact that that is something that is always coming up for me, I will continue to question my own intuition and ditch what I know is is best in favor of shit that my dad told me when I was a kid. That is like totally not applicable to my life today. So we need, you need to do that work. Like you need to sit with yourself and understand like, why are you not stepping into this? Because mm-hmm. if if you don't, you're going to keep looking for other people to tell you what to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, that phase can go on and on and it's not going to stop. So I think of it like if, if you do want to start something or you're in the beginning stages, it can be crippling to just get so consumed with the to-dos of this is how you get to six figures or whatever the the vision is that you want to go after. You know, like this is how you do it. But and then you find out it's a shit ton Mm -hmm. of stuff, right? You have to have like the website and the SEO and the -hmm. perfect services at the right price. How do you get it to the right people? Well, that could be through ads. It could be through social media. It could be through anything. Um, But there's just so much. So my experience is I I would Mm -hmm. just like spin my gears, just consuming, consuming and consuming and learning. And then I would just, I found myself switching platforms because I'd be like, "Okay, now I know everything about Instagram. Let's go learn about TikTok. Let's go learn about YouTube. Like, I am here to tell you it's never going to stop with that type of learning. So at some point you do have to start. And for me, I didn't know, like I did not get to a point where I'm like, yeah, I know, I don't even know what I had to sit with when I started. You know, I didn't have that awareness Mm -hmm. of what was going to come up for me. And like, I still chose to start something, but I have to come back to that to see like, well, this isn't sustainable. I know you talk about that. Like, it's not sustainable for me to keep doing it this way because it's really freaking weird for me. (laughs) Like, it's there are parts that it's not me. Talk to us a little bit about that, um, like sustainability piece and how you would recognize that something is not going to
0: work. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that it comes, it does sort of come back to to vision and what your truth is, again, so I'm glad that I just hit on those. I mean, I think that what what we always need to be looking at, and this is sort of another piece of it, is like, I think that everything is a practice. I don't think that anything is one and done. I think you're always figuring things out. You're always getting better. That's what business is. It is not about hustling to reach a certain thing and then you're set you're doing the work the whole time or setting up businesses to work in all the time. So the work needs to feel good, right? Like that's what we don't get like getting there needs to feel good. Cause that's what your business is. Your business is not results. Your business is the work. So when the work mm-hmm. doesn't feel good. And I think that, you know, we see signs of this. We see ourselves headed toward burnout. We see ourselves feeling resentful. We um, see ourselves feeling like we're getting stuck in this spin of constantly having to be on, of constantly checking our phone, constantly checking, oh, like waiting for like that one person to come through or something like that, or like for the the big thing to happen, and we're not going to be paying attention or something. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that when you see those signs checking in with yourself and being like, is this is this aligned with the vision that I want for myself? Like, do, is this what I want my business to look like? This is the mistake we make. Not, if I do this hard enough, will it get me to a result so that then I can have the business that I want. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you build a business that gives you the results that you want, doing things that make you feel like shit, it's not going to get easier when you get the results that you want because you have to keep doing the things that make you feel like shit in order to sustain it. <laughs> so the first piece is looking like, is it is it aligned with how I actually want to feel in a day-to-day? Right. And if it's not, then you need to ask yourself why you're telling yourself it is the only way. Because we'll tell ourselves, I have no choice. I have to do this, and it's not true. There's other things that you could do, there's other things that you could try, but for some reason you're telling yourself that it you have to do it, it's the only way. But I think that we need to understand the truth, which is that like, like, the truth is that the answer to your problems is never to just try harder at things that aren't working. And we always think that the answer is to just elbow grease and like get better at pushing through burnout and try to stretch beyond our capacity at things that already aren't working. Just do more, just try harder. And that's where we abandon ourselves. Like that's where we've just decided, like, I don't have any creative problem solving ability that can create a more sustainable solution. So all I'm going to do is just beat the shit out of myself until hopefully something gets better. And Mm -hmm. it's just not the way that it works. Like, do you think there's some complex... I mean, there's got
1: to be, right, of like the not enoughness because that's where that comes from because we're worried
0: that if we did it ourselves, it wouldn't be enough. It's that, and it's also like our entire culture. Like, this is our culture. Like, this is what you have been taught probably from the time that you're a kid. If you grew up in the United States, like, this is what you were taught. You were taught that, and, and to be really clear, I mean, like, this is white supremacy culture in a lot of ways. Like this is, we are taught that mm-hmm. what we're supposed to do is deny our integrity, ignore what we know is right, because this is the way that things are. So just get back in line and just keep producing because you're not gonna figure out how to fix anything. So just work harder. Like that is that is the way that we were were programmed to run. Mm. And so I have so much compassion and empathy for people who are in a phase where they're trying to work harder out of a cycle of having to work too hard, or who are trying to uh, like engineer vulnerability out of situations or trying to figure out how to make things more sustainable by just doing more, adding more systems to it and that sort of thing. I get it because you can't expect yourself to just go into business for yourself and then click out of what you were taught to do your entire life. And so, you know, we're mis we are misled in being told that, you know, when you achieve enough, then you'll be enough and then everything right. will be everything will be great and you will finally be able to relax. We are misled. But also, I think a lot of the people who are doing the misleading are sucked up in that themselves. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of a cultural, it's a cultural thing, for sure. And yeah, I'm Not Enough is absolutely wrapped up in that. I can, it's, it's a whole slew of things, and it does look different for everybody. And
1: I think you kind of have to prove it to yourself. So like, no, you're not going to meet like your dream vision in the beginning stages, or it might take a few years, it might take a lot of years, but... I'm learning that you do learn more about yourself along the way and you you learn what feels good. So it's not like, to your point, if it's feeling shitty the whole entire time that you're working on it, then maybe that's not what we need to be doing. But if it is something that is aligned with you, it's going to feel good like better than you would expect because of what we've been programmed to think so it's going to be different than that and it's going to feel different you'll be able to tell if you have those checks with yourself of like yes this is what i want to be doing no this is not working
0: for right me. and what we need to remember is that when it comes to business like so we've we've kind of been taught this thing that it's like certain people have what it takes and they show up and they just like hit six figures within six months and like they have what it takes and if you don't then you don't which is a lie and representative of very, very few people in business. Um, I just lost where I was going with that. If it comes back, you can just interrupt and we'll come back to it. I was gonna
1: ask you about the zone of genius. You talk about that. What What is the zone of genius? How can we find
0: it? How can we work within that? Yeah. Okay, so the zone of genius is something that, if you've ever read the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, he talks about the zone of genius and the upper limit problem. I love his work. Um, And I think that it's really misunderstood and then taught back to us in a way that's not helpful. (laughs) So we're taught that your zone of genius is what you're really, really good at. And that's actually not true. Your zone of genius is actually more of a mind state of being in a place where you are allowing yourself to experience the full um, gratitude and abundance of the moment that you're in without doing what we love to do to ourselves, which is to immediately, when we hit an uncomfortable level of good feeling, to be like, what's wrong here? What do I need to worry about? What did I do wrong? What did I miss? Or like, pick a fight. Or like, just we love to do things to ourselves when, because it feels vulnerable. That's, this is the tolerating vulnerability, which I was speaking to before. It feels really vulnerable to be out of your comfort zone, experiencing these levels of, of, I don't wanna say good feeling, cause there aren't good feelings and bad feelings, but ple- like pleasure. And what we forget is that worrying about things that we don't actually have any control over and doubting ourselves and all of that actually takes a lot of our energy. And when we are in that, zone of genius, which is this really expansive place where we're not checking ourselves, we have then all of this creative energy that we're not just draining into unnecessary doubt and worry and trying to solve problems that haven't even arisen yet. So um, a ton of the work that we can do is to understand why we are constantly tripping. Gay Hendricks talks about almost like a thermostat where you have like an upper limit thermostat of like like feeling good. And then when you hit that, you sort of trip that and you bring yourself back down, like you reality check yourself almost. And if we can work on expanding that or, or raising that upper limit up, It means that we can go for longer periods of time of sustained creative energy. The thing, the reason that I think people need to know about this is because first of all, Gay Hendrix did a lot of work on this and he knows what he's talking about and actually it does increase your performance. And it is totally contrary to what we were taught. You don't actually have to feel like shit to perform well. Actually, if you allow yourself to, um, feel good in your work you have more energy to put into doing better work so retraining our minds to understand that success doesn't have to come with feeling shitty and running yourself into the ground is super helpful because we can use that to sort of reality check ourselves or or level set with ourselves when things are feeling good and we're like what did i what am i missing like what's wrong with this situation cuz things feel too good to be like oh no 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 it can feel this way
1: yeah Totally, I don't did not receive that message at any point in my upbringing that that's like, yeah, what what work could be like or that that's like a feeling to strive for. Yeah, it was just like, this is kind of what it's like. So get on because this is what we're doing. Like this is what everyone is gonna be doing and how we're gonna work. So yeah, I just love anything that makes you really think about how you feel and what you actually wanna be doing because it just makes such a difference. And that might be working in the corporate world still, Like that could feel good. I believe that feels good to some people.
0: I mean, yeah, some people can find other jobs and do well. People like me, I just happened to always be the kind of person who always knew I was never going to be fully happy unless I was working for myself. It was just like a truth about me that I knew from a very young age. And then I decided to go out and figure out how to do that and was like, but I can't do these things that people are telling me I have to do because this is all, like, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to start my own business because I don't want to be doing all of that miserable stuff that they're telling you you have to do, right? So, I mean, hence why... Yeah, I I was going to say, I think it's really interesting because the,
1: like, successful people that I do follow, they kind of have contradictory advice in the business development world is what I found. So, like, I follow... The Skinny Confidential is like one of my favorite podcasts. She has a podcast. She started a blog when she was in her 20s and she's just living this like really lavish lifestyle now. So she would be like the epitome of what someone would look at and be like, I want that like that is the lifestyle that I want. And she shares not she's not like in the business development world, but she does have a lot of entrepreneurial advice and she talks about her experience and she is always harping on like Not doing too much and figuring out what works for you and not listening to the noise, and you know, like you don't need to consume all this stuff. So, my point is, I just think it's interesting. Like, for her, someone who people look up to a lot, she has a lot of contrary advice to what's in the business development world. A lot of the times, that says you do need to hustle and you do need to do this, and you need to do all the things on all the platforms to do to get six figures or whatever it is. So, I just think it's interesting that. The advice is not the same for someone who has made it and sees the value in doing things a different way.
0: Right. I mean, it's always interesting when somebody isn't making money off of their entrepreneurial advice. I mean, I do make money off of my, off of helping. I'm in the business development space, right? So I'm not saying that this is true for everybody, but it's just interesting when you don't have the pressure of having to boil your advice down into a really clean cut. You just do do these three steps and, right? I
1: think that's a really interesting side of it because those people have they get reviews, like they're a business owner, they're worried about growing as well. So they try to do things in a way that gets them what people want. And like, like you said, we are trained to want a template. So they're doing a great job providing a template, like no right. doubt they are. But I also question, um, not that that's not valuable, but I think this side of the conversation is equally valuable.
0: Yeah, and this is where I would say like, this is an example of what we were talking about earlier where your unique way of doing things you might think there's no space for it but actually there is because i'm in the business development space and i i have a framework that i work through with people but it intentionally leaves space for the fact that it's going to look different for every single person i think that the the uh, person who you were just speaking to, you think if she were to open an entrepreneurial mentorship program that it wouldn't sell out in like a second? Absolutely. Even though she's not providing that sort of standard advice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you can do things differently. I was actually just listening to um, Dare Lead, Brene Brown, one of Brene Brown's podcasts, and she was talking with, um, oh man, I wish that I could remember her name, Pippa, Dr. Pippa. I can't remember her last name. But she said... And it was it was about transcending dichotomy, so I got so excited. She said, um, you don't actually have to choose, and she was talking about choosing between soul and performance. You just have to be willing to do things differently. And they were talking about this because that doing things differently is super vulnerable, which is what Brene Brown is all about, right? And so it's not that you actually have to fit into the standard of what everybody else is doing. It's not that you'll only be successful by selling an easy one, two, three. Actually, if you show up and you're honest and you say, I'm not gonna give you a one, two, three step formula because I think that that's bullshit and I'm gonna give you the honest truth, people will fucking pay you and you build build more trust. And I think that you can be even more successful. It might not look the way that that person's business does, but do you really wanna run an online empire? Do you really wanna have all of these opt-ins and all of these online courses and whatever? Maybe you do, maybe you don't, right? does your vision say you can do it differently you just have to be willing to try something new and to Mm -hmm. not know if it's going to work out or not and show up to it anyways and just be honest
1: yeah I really resonate with that and just showing up in general like even if you don't have it figured out just showing up and figuring it out because like figuring it out on the job like treat whatever it is you're trying to do just like you would any other job But in any other job situation, you don't really have a choice. You have to show up and you have to do it. And you just don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And you
0: have someone behind you who says, I know that you can do it. And that's the problem is you have to be your own. I know that you can do it. That's the scary part. That's the part that's really hard. Um, But everyone's just figuring it out. Like everybody is just figuring it out. Nobody knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Like the difference is that some people have a ton of support. Some people have been around for a long time and they have huge teams and they have a shit ton of support. That's the big difference. Even they are looking at Mm -hmm. data and they're experimenting and they're trying things, you know? And um, I remembered what I was going to say earlier and it actually kind of ties into this. The reality is that though we are told that you should show up and you should do it all right and then find out if you have what it takes by either making six figures in six months or not, which is like the standard like pitch that (laughs) you'll see a lot of people giving on Mm -hmm. in this space. The reality is that actually for 95% of people, you're gonna show up to step one and not know what you're doing. And then based on what happens in step one, you're gonna figure out what step two is. And then you're gonna show up to that and feel like you have no idea what you're doing. And then based on what happens in step two, right? Like you need to show up to the first step in order to figure out the next. Uh, Lena West, who is an amazing business coach, I once said, The GPS only works if you're moving like the GPS, the navigation, the the directions, they don't come up if the car isn't moving, right? So you need to be moving. Given that, given that you have no choice but to just show up and figure it out as you go, what that means is that the key indicator between whether or not you're going to make it is if you can keep showing up or not. And the key indicator of whether or not you're going to keep showing up or not is if it's sustainable or not. If you feel like shit showing up Mm -hmm. to your business, you are not going to keep showing up to it and you're not going to figure it out. If you can figure out a way to do it in a way that aligns with the life that you want to live, you could keep going and keep going and keep going and then you will figure it out. If you keep showing up and you trust that you will figure it out, you will figure it out. It's just ridiculous to think otherwise, I think. You've done so many other things in your life. You're going to figure it out. So all that you really need to do is build something that is sustainable enough for you and feels good enough for you that you can keep showing up so that you can figure out what the next step is. I'm still figuring out what the next step is.
1: Absolutely. And I love that the like the overarching message is to really pay attention to yourself and have that check and balance with yourself. And get to know yourself in whatever it is that you're pursuing and what you're trying to do. And then pivot and just shift things around until you find what is gonna work for you. Because I totally believe that if if you want to pursue something, you should do it. And you might find out that it's really not something that's authentic to you and it can't like that idea came from something else and it's not really like worth going down the same road again or continuing. But sometimes it is the right thing and it doesn't mean it's gonna be perfect right when you start like you're still gonna to have to move and be like eh, no don't like that eh, that wasn't good for me let's do it a different way so I love that like the overarching message that you have is just to to bring the you like actually figure out who that is and then bring that into your business because that's what we all want like that's what people start businesses
0: for in the first place is to be themselves hmm and it's all anyone else wants also People are really sick of people they can't trust on the internet. So like be an honest human being, show up with integrity, trust your intuition, like do what is right. If you want, you can go back and look at my Instagram or my podcast from the very beginning and find out I was running a totally different business. And I found out that it wasn't right. And then I changed. And then when I changed, people were like, that's it. And people who had been in my audience the whole time suddenly showed up and started paying me, like, because I figured it out. But I wouldn't have been able to if I didn't show up to the shitty idea first. And it wasn't a great idea, but yeah. <laughs> I needed to. Yeah. And you didn't get like totally condemned for
1: changing your mind and doing something different?
0: <laughs> Not at all. People were like, we've been waiting for you to do this. Like, thank you for finally mm-hmm. doing what we all knew you were supposed to be doing all along. This is what you've been talking about on your podcast and whatever your services didn't match up. And then, like, once I aligned more with myself, I realized that people who were showing up because they liked me suddenly had offers that were aligned with me, who they liked. And, like, it was, it was honestly the turning point for my business.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I love your Instagram content. I watch, or I read your um, article on the high integrity entrepreneur and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> this is so it and just and giving um, like empowerment to that type of person who really wants to do good and get it right and those are the people like we need more of that and that's one thing that I've learned before we wrap things up is that like when people say oh there's so many people doing that and there's so many people doing this like if you are someone of high integrity that wants to do something and like put something out there like if 2020 has taught you anything we need more of that like there is not enough of People with that type of message who want to do something good to actually help people. So,
0: you're absolutely right. And I would also say do some math and find out how many people you actually ha- need to have a really successful business. Cause that's where Shark Tank has told us that we all need mars- mass market appeal and we don't mm-hmm. like. I got 25 people in my business. I'm good. That's all I need. I need a handful. Yeah. I need my little corner, you know? So it doesn't matter if everyone's doing it. You just need your little corner of your people where like you show up and you just feel super aligned with them and are super excited to work with them. And then you get to make good money and love your business every day. Like, what is better than that? What's
1: something that you do that makes you feel like your best self?
0: Being outside,
1: 100%. Just, I do most of my work outside, going for walks every day. What do you do to find inspiration when you're feeling uninspired? I mean, I
0: hate to say being outside again, but it is about getting away from my work. When I'm feeling uninspired, and I think a lot of us do this, it can be you have the tendency to think you just need to try harder. And actually walking away from my work and exercising or just moving around or listening to a podcast or something, like doing something totally unrelated is when everything starts to flow. What is one piece of advice you have that if we all followed, we'd all be better off? Trust in your integrity more than anything else. Align with your values and just let it be enough. And whatever the result is, it doesn't matter because your integrity is what is important and doing the right thing is what is important. And if you keep doing that, you and everybody around you will be better off.
1: And where can we find you? How can we get involved with what your services are and just connect with you online or not online if you're trying to shift things off there? We'd love to know how to get to
0: connect with you. Well, um, I actually just, if you go and follow me on Instagram, which is at Briggs Monahan, which I know is weird, but that's a totally different story that I won't get into. You can find like all of my links but um, you can also go to my website, which is brook monahancom I currently have, uh, I just set up what ca- I'm calling the Transcendent Vision, I'm sorry, the Transcendent Business Hub, which is where I'm putting all of my behind the scenes of my business content now that I would normally put on my Instagram stories. Cause I don't wanna be on my Instagram stories. So you can actually sign up for like a free membership space inside Kajabi. And I'm just gonna like email you every week and be like, hey, I'm talking about my business model and how I made it more sustainable. Hey, I'm talking about how I'm moving off of Instagram. Um, and I also have a free training that you can take, which is the circumventing should DIY workshop. And if you are looking to create your first offer, that's a great great place for you to start. And I have a podcast called Transcend Your Dichotomy. That is it for this
1: week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it made you think about really what you want for your business and how you can get there and how it can feel good now and how you can really enjoy it. And that is something that I'm really trying to practice because I do not have this perfect at all. I definitely stress myself out and get wrapped up in doing work that is not sustainable at all so i am in no means a model for this but i just really love the way that brooke framed everything and yeah hope you loved it hope you have a great week and i will see you in the next episode oh yeah go ahead and subscribe leave a review on apple Podcasts, and come find me on instagram at the Tea please podcast send me a dm i love to get to know you